this morning, we are talking with Dr. Deisha Phillip, cardiologist dealing with all matters of the heart. And we're talking about how mindfulness and meditation can, been, be, to, can bring healing during these times. So stay tuned with us for the entire episode because it could be very healing for you right after this. Welcome back, Tribe. You are listening to Next Level Physicians Thriving Outside the Box, where we invite doctors, dentists, and medical entrepreneurs who are breaking the mold, stepping outside the box as entrepreneurs, and practicing on their terms to share their journey, wisdom, and their inspiration with the world. I am your host, Dr. Maisha Claiborne. My calling is to help doctors find freedom, fulfillment, and full self-expression. I have helped dozens of medical professionals transform their mindset, leverage their skill set, and build profitable businesses and careers they love. Now, let's get to the good stuff. But before we do, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an opportunity for inspiration, motivation, and empowerment with me and our amazing guests. Now, let's take it to the next level, y'all. Here we go. Okay, we're back for Next Level Physicians Thriving Outside of the Box. And this morning, I am super excited to have one of my colleagues and friends, Dr. Deisha Phillip. She is a cardiologist living in upstate New York, very recently um, relocated. And uh, she is more than just a cardiologist, not to diminish the, you know, the uh, majesty of cardiology. However, she takes it, ha <laughs> I know, right? One step further being a cardiologist that deals with all matters of the heart. And, um, and so I'm actually very honored to have Dr. Disha on to talk about mindfulness and meditation and how um, being, bringing meditation to our daily practice during these times um, can really bring healing and uh, create some resilience in all of this chaos. Dr. Disha, thank you for being on. Hey, how are Great. you? Great, thanks for having me. Oh, it's, it's a pleasure. It is a pleasure. I want to start by really just talking about you and you know your journey to meditation. Your your um, ha, you know, how did you come to be the the, the cardiologist dealing with all matters of the heart? Well, Maisha, it was somewhat of a long journey, but not too long. And as most people go through life, they go through a lot of challenges. And so for me, um, I was in the middle of my cardiology fellowship when uh, my husband and I lost our first child. Mm. So I was uh, pregnant through my second year. And then at the end of the year, the, um, I was ready to give birth to doc ended up using a vacuum on her head and it caused a huge bleed and so i had to take her off the ventilator when she was four days old oh, now yeah and so it was completely that um i went into that dark hole but that experience catapulted me into my spiritual journey mm. now that's not when I found meditation, but that's when I started exploring a little bit about, wait a second, why are we here? 
What is this life about? What does anything mean anything? You know, um, if we're just going to die anyway, you know, what's the point? Right. And I started reading. I remember that was when Oprah and Eckhart Tolle was doing their web class on a new mm -hmm. earth. And, and I started exploring a little bit. Fast forward a few years, I moved to Duluth, Minnesota, and um, we were blessed to have our second daughter, and and then um, two and a half years later, our third daughter, and so we had two children under the age of three, and I was working full time, completely sleep deprived from trying to sleep train one child and mm. nursing the other one. Girl. <laughs> and to go to work and we're having a you know 60 hour work week mm. and the next thing I knew I'm like I thought I was keeping it together I really did but <laughs> <laughs> one of my clinic managers sees me in the hallway and is like doctor what's going on with you you look like your mind is going a million miles a minute and I was like huh, huh? what do you mean I thought I had to, I'm like, I thought I had this together. Do I look good? Do I look good? <laughs> I knew, I knew at that moment that what I thought I was, I thought I was fine. Forget about the fact that I was coming home from work and correcting and directing and ordering my husband and my kids around why are they on the ipad have they been on that all day what did you feed them is that mac and cheese again you know i thought that's just how i had to roll you know right i thought you know and i realized looking back i was in survival mode mm. survival mode life like i I'd come to the office, I try to like get through all my patients or see all the patients on rounds and do what I gotta do and then get home. And then, you know, I felt like I had to be in control of everything and mm -hmm. everybody mm -hmm. just to get through the day. I was right. pushing, I was directing. Mm -hmm. And finally, when, when he said that to me, I took a pause and I was like, okay, people are noticing. <laughs> This is, there must be something wrong because this is, this is not who I am. Right. And um, so I had explored meditation, you know, early in my 20s and stuff at yoga classes. They'd like sit and do, try to do meditation. And like my shoulders would get tense. I couldn't clear my mind. I mean, there was no way. And I basically gave up on it. And then in 2013, I went to a cardiometabolic conference actually at Harvard mm -hmm. at the Brigham. And they were, one of the speakers was going through all the alternative medicine data on reducing blood pressure, reducing cardiovascular mortality, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And you know, he was going through chiropractic care, acupuncture, um, mindfulness meditation, transcendental meditation, all these meditations. Mm -hmm. And the only one that has statistical significance in reducing cardiovascular death and reducing blood pressure and reducing stroke was meditation. Mm. So... I was also working as the director of cardiac rehab at my hospital at the time. Mm -hmm. And so, and I had a lot of patients coming to me, not wanting pills, wanting something else. Mm. And I realized not only in the office, but also in cardiac rehab, these were patients who had 
suffered sudden cardiac death, open heart surgery, mm-hmm. uh, um, ST elevation, myocardial infarctions. My partners have put in stents mm-hmm. and, and colleagues have put in, you know, bypasses. And they were, they were healing, but not as rapidly as they wanted to. And there was something missing. Mm. And, and I was like, okay, so I remember this, this whole thing about the meditation being good for cardiovascular mortality. Then here I am trying to juggle, you know, this whole work, uh, you know, life, household. And I was like, it's time. And the opportunity came to me. One of my friends uh, had learned to meditate. And she said, come out to California. I'll watch your kids while you go and learn to meditate for the mm. next four days. And I was like, are you sure about that? Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was harder. It was harder than we had dreamed it would be. But we did it. Mm-hmm. And once I started practicing myself, because my other thing was, I wasn't going to be recommending uh, the stuff to patients without me doing it first mm. like I wanted to know the experience okay. so I could tell them firsthand what they were getting into and also this is you know this is western American medicine people might think it's woo woo you know <laughs> and so I was being real about it but I wanted to I wanted to try it out myself and so right. I started meditating and twice a day 20 minutes and it changed my life Maisha. It completely changed my life Mm. and um it changed my life because it 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 taught me how to take the space within the moment and it taught me how to respond rather than react Mm. Mm. and you know and what i realized was that all i was doing for years was reacting, 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 reacting constantly. Was this? Oh, here's this. You know, this, this is the question. Here's the answer. Uh, this is what's going. On. This, this is the fix. And I was never. I was just reacting constantly from that reptilian brain of ours. You know, it's so interesting because that's what we're trained to do. We are trained to react. We are trained to keep it together. We are trained to survive. We are trained. That's. It's like the this the pathmonic you know um actions and uh, of of doctors is is how we're trained and it's so interesting because you know as you were as you were talking about surviving i i'm really present to like what's happening now and how doctors are just surviving you know like just get getting through the day um during this time you know with you know, how many hours, I, who knows how many hours docs are working, 12, 14, 16 hour days, 24 hour days. You know, I talked to one doc that was like, I just worked three, 13 days straight, you know, telemedicine, 13 days straight, you know, uh, 40, 50, 60 patients a day. I mean, it's just, it's like surviving. And it's, it's, I don't think that we know even what else to do when people's lives are on the line. And so I, what I want to ask you is, Wait. go ahead. No, what I was going to say, but here's the thing is that 
you know, you're working 13 hours, 13 days in a row and you're going, you're going, you're going, right? And what are you giving, right? You're giving of yourself. You are, I like to say that we're, we are healers. Um, sometimes you know, many of us, most of us, I do believe are light workers. And so we are giving of ourselves and it's very depleting. Mm -hmm. And so it's that much more important to fill up before you give so you can be truly present and be that healing force in the people that you are trying to serve. When we came to medicine, that's what we wanted to do. Right. We wanted to help heal people. And we cannot heal others if we, do, if we are not healing ourselves. Physician, heal thyself. And so it's so important that we are filling ourselves up and then we go and we're ready to give in that way. And so, I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so the thing I want to like ask you is how, how is it in, especially because I know it's, 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 it's especially in times like these that it's mm -hmm. important to fill ourselves up and you know, I think part of the dilemma is that it's like we're trained to, to, to put ourselves on the back burner. And then when it's somebody else's life or meditating, like, what are we going to choose? So <coughs> how do, what do you, what do you have to say to those docs out there who are like, and, and, and I, I really guess like, you know, people are probably like, like meditation during this time, like, how am I supposed to meditate? when I'm choosing who's going to live or die, you know? Right. So here's the thing. I'm not telling you to go meditate when somebody's coding in front of you where you got to intubate that COVID patient. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about outside the moment. Mm -hmm. The benefits of meditation are not during the meditation. They are outside the meditation. Mm -hmm. okay. And when we take the time, whether you, even if it's five minutes, before our shift mm -hmm. okay uh in the bathroom mm -hmm. oh yeah <laughs> you can't get away if you, i don't know how many of my doctor mom friends are in the bathroom to get a little bit of peace for two minutes yeah right? let me tell you i used to like sit in the car i had these like back you know i would have these guided meditations on my phone and I would yeah. literally sit in the car for five, six minutes and run these six minute meditations. And it makes all the difference, all the difference. Six minutes. Yes. Yes. Because it gets you into the right heart and head space. Okay. Mm -hmm. Our heart has its own nervous system. Mm -hmm. Our heart was formed before our brain was. Mm -hmm. There's an intelligence there. And there's a lot of research data on this too i'm not just talking like oh get into your heart center or whatever no your heart started beating but that's how we know that we have a viable pregnancy because there's a heartbeat there we're not looking for a brain we're looking for a heartbeat right right and right there, right from there that is our heart center mm -hmm. from there everything forms mm -hmm. and then when we come out of our mother's womb our brain is form somewhat you know and all the outside influences start coming in this is right this is wrong this is black this is white this is you know and judgment is it starts right right, right. and we start 
using our brain. Our brains were wired, they're wired to help us problem solve and survive. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's what got us through med school, mm-hmm. got us through memorizing all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> on our boards, okay, right. our brain help us helped us do that. Our heart is what brought us to water. Our heart, a passion, joy, enthusiasm, really wanting to heal. That's our heart doing that. Our brain is what we learned. Now I want you to say that again. I want you to say that again. I want you to say that again. (laughs) Okay. So our heart is what brought us to want to become physicians and healers. Mm -hmm. Our brain got us through med school. Mm-hmm. got us through learning all the facts that we have to learn and be able to spit out and answer on those questions right okay and and our reptilian brain right we all know um it has has our fight or flight response and mm-hmm. it's important and we need that and yes we're an, if we're an emergency room doctor and we're running a coder on the floors you know in medicine or in the I, medicine floors icu we're running codes yes our reptilian brain needs to be able to fire and those facts and that information that we've learned have to be at our fingertips absolutely and sometimes we need to take a pause and think about wait a second what is right for this patient mm-hmm. right that's where we have to sit with our hearts with our patients with their families and be like what are our goals of care here you know, and it's important to take that pause because sometimes when we're just reacting, we're not serving our patient. Right. So, mm. okay, where's I going with this? So, <laughs> oh, well, no, no, this is perfect. This is perfect because, you know, I think that there is this uh, misconception that you know oh we have to it it has to be an hour you know every day that we sit cross-legged and it's such a misconception you know that if it takes that long that you know you can of course can't could you go uh, meditate for an hour absolutely but it doesn't have to be that right it could be you know it's just like what my my um my movement meditation is yoga and my normal practice is about an hour and a half. And, you know, some days my practice is five minutes. Right. Some days my practice is 15 minutes. Right. You know, the point is getting on the mat. That's the actual point of it, to get right. on the mat. Even if yeah. I get on the mat and just breathe. Right. So what I usually tell my students when I'm teaching them mm-hmm. is, I don't care how long you meditate for. What I want you to do is just have the intention and set the time. Be like, I'm going to do it for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Those two things just in and of itself is helpful. And mm-hmm. I'm going to do it for two minutes. All right. And I literally, uh, since we've relocated, I don't, I'm, we're like in this rental apartment right now that has no room. I have no meditation space. I'm in my car talking to you as we speak. And this is because. <laughs> This has become my sacred space. This yeah. has become my meditation pod. <laughs> and you know, right. before I go to work, I'll sit here and I will close my eyes and meditate. And 
and when we're meditating, we're not trying to clear our mind. Okay. Mm -hmm. It is just coming to the present moment and it is the nature, the natural nature of our minds to have thoughts and that's okay. Okay. And that is normal. And when we meditate, we're either, I teach a mantra based meditation. Um, and like in my, in my higher level courses, like I give like a personalized mantra based on the uh, date, time and place, uh, place of your birth. Um, but you don't even need, you know, to start out, you can use any kind of generic word or mantra, even something that is meaningful to you that you just repeat silently and you go back and forth between when you realize that your thoughts have, you know, you're back to your to-do list again, you come back to that sound or that word or whatever, and you go back and forth between that and what it helps you start to do is it's how you to start looking at your thoughts mm. and realizing that you are not your thoughts mm. you are the thinker of your thoughts mm-hmm. and another practice you can even do is just sit and just really feel the energy in your hands Mm. Or Eckhart Tolle talks about this a lot, about or feeling if you sit really quiet and seeing if you can feel your heartbeat in your ears or you can hear it. Mm. Or you can feel, try to like imagine, don't touch it, but like feel your belly button. And you can feel the sh- your shirt over your belly button, mm. you know, mm-hmm. your name. And just that sensation or your, the sensation of your watch on your wrist. Mm. Like, we, you know, I got my watch on right now. I'm not thinking about it ever. But if I sit and I just think and focus on it for a second, bam, there it is. And so it's intentionally, it's intentionally, and I don't, I don't like using the word focus because it implies so much work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's directing your attention. Mm-hmm. And you are directing the attention. Mm-hmm. And then you, and, and the thoughts come back and that's fine. And then you direct your attention again. We're doing it really all day long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we get really, you know, when we have been meditating for a really long time, uh, one of the things I'm working on now is, is open-eyed meditation where, you know, I'm really being the silent witness or the witnessing awareness as much as possible. Whatever it is that I'm doing, still respond um, in an appropriate way. Mm-hmm. In the way that I want to respond mm-hmm. as my higher self. Mm-hmm. not just as that person trying to survive get through the day you know yeah and so you know one of the things that was really powerful about what you said is that you know there is this um the, just the the noticing of the directing of the attention to certain parts of your body like you know i love the feel the watch on your wrist and you know like maybe feel the hair follicles you know on your head or feel the shoes under your feet like it's just that's it's easy to do right it's I just last year for a few seconds oh okay um you know the 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 feeling of you know just the 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 shirt 
over your belly button. So it's, it's easy to do. And yet it's, it's easy to, it's easy to, to, to conceptually do. Right. And even to do it, it creates a, because you, it's, you take yourself out of your thinking brain. It also, it creates an automatic state of relaxation. So as you were talking and you were saying, you know, like feel the watch on your wrist, even though I'm not wearing a watch, but just like that, it created this automatic release, like, huh, you know, because I wasn't thinking about whatever those thoughts were. And then come, so that's, you know, it's a thing that docs can do at any moment, like between patients before, you know, walking into a room or a tent for some of them, right? It's like, okay, feel the shoes on my feet, feel the ground under my feet. Okay. Feel the, my, the, my heart mm-hmm. beating, you know, one, two, you know, like it could be like simple as that 30 seconds mm-hmm. before you walk into, you know, just to kind of bring yourself back to center to be able to then go and be mm-hmm. with a patient, be with whatever is next. Mm-hmm. It's just so powerful. Another practice really is, and then that I've cultivated over my, you know, delving into all of this stuff is um, really when I say, when I talk about the meditation practice itself, I mean, what we were just talking about is more of like a mindfulness practice or, you know, Vipassana, but, you know, when we're meditating and I talk about filling up, it's also about, you know, if, if you have a religious practice, you know, and, and say you pray, um, we like to say, I, I, is that when you pray, you're talking to God, and when you meditate, you're listening. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> so, and so, yeah, and so you're getting quiet, and thoughts are coming to you, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and in between all those to-do list items, there is the potential for any other thought. Mm-hmm. And so this is when you practice your meditation over time. I mean, for me, like thoughts and ideas would come to me in such a way that, that there was no room for those thoughts and ideas to come to me before mm-hmm. because they were, I was too busy. Right. Yeah. And I mean, to the point where I wouldn't even be talking to you right now, if I hadn't started my meditation practice, I know that, you know, mm. and, um, but one of the practices that I do before I walk into a patient's room or start a call or something is I'll ask, I'll, I'll ask and I'll say, just, you know, universe, whoever, higher being, use me to help this patient in, in the way that they need it most. Mm. Mm. I love that. Whatever it is, help me serve this patient in whatever way they need it most. And so it's like, I'm, I'm like a channel for like, whatever it is that they need. That's what I try to provide. And I have faith in that. I have faith yeah. in that. Yeah. So what I've noticed with a lot, especially my anesthesia doctors who are right there, like intubating in the front line, like with this whole virus situation. I mean, there's so many thoughts that in their moms also, and I'm not talking just to moms, of course, but, mm-hmm. um, but you know, we're, we, we're, we're worried. We're worried for the patient. We're worried about infecting ourselves. We're worried about infecting our family. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a fear there. There's a fear there. And, you know, I like to say fear, false evidence appearing real. Right. Mm-hmm. And, 
and I, I've taught a lot of my patients that too. And, you know, there is a moment where we have to trust and follow the calling that we've chosen. And, and of course we have to do everything that we can to, you know, keep ourselves healthy and serve our patients and know that this too shall pass and that we are serving in the highest way that we possibly can and there's honor in that and there's honor in that and it's doing the right thing yeah and and there's something else i want to say about that because there's some other things that there are other you know there are decisions that doctors are having to make about patients that no doctor i don't feel should have to make about patients and there are also decisions that doctors are having to make about their jobs that is surprising and unprecedented in this time. And, you know, the, the way that some of the organizations are treating the staff, the medical staff, the physicians, is, is almost inhuman. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, I think there's, uh, you know, there's a, there's something to say about where meditation comes in to the space of, you know, reacting versus responding to that as well. And um, how we balance serving, um, you know, serving patients and then drawing the line for, um, you know, the boundary and doing what's, what's, what's good for ourselves as well. I think it's important that you know when when you have a um, organizations that are not allowing the not allowing self quarantine, not allowing the the use of PPE in certain instances, and and shutting down and you know rerouting or as they would say deploying uh, patients to you know higher risk COVID clinics and asking them to opt in or opt out of their contracts. I think that this is, that's a time for, you know, physicians to really stop and pause and look at what's most important. And in this time, it's a time for them to listen. It's a time for them to ask the universe, you know, like guide me, you know, of course you can still serve patients, but guide me in, in doing what's, what's good for me to be able to serve patients, yeah. you know? And I think that's, that's another thing. It's like, if you're, if you're sick or dead or dying, what good are you to patients? Exactly. And so, exactly. You know, so heal thyself. Yeah. Heal thyself so you can serve. Yeah. So you can, so you yeah. can serve. And so I think what you're saying is just so important from the standpoint of, you know, serving patients, but also, from the standpoint of looking at what's going on and seeing the bigger picture of what's going on in our industry and looking at all of your options and looking at the fact that you're not alone and looking at the fact that, you know, there are people like you, there are people like me, there are people like, there are like lots of coaches out there, lots of, you know, people who, who can support, but then being mindful and saying, look, what's best at tell me what's best and that's another question you know i was saying that most of us physicians our hearts brought us to medicine Mm -hmm. you know because we want to serve 
But yeah. then if, if what I'm saying is not resonating, like, actually, my heart is not what brought me to medicine. I, or I came to medicine, you know, I, I was making the decision more with my head than with my heart or whatever. Mm. Like then, you know, that's something to, you know, and, and live by design rather than um, and and medicine and it's very easy to just get wrapped up in what's the next step the next step and it goes you guys and get your job and you know and going in a lot of our lives it's mapped out for us Mm -hmm. where we just swing realize that we have a choice Mm -hmm. yeah and and so really meditation can you hear me still yeah i'm gonna i don't know if you can hear me i can can hear you i can hear you let's i'll stop the video and for a minute see if that helps And then keep talking. I can hear you. Let's see if that helps. Hang on a second. Oh, that's better. Hello. Can yes. you hear me? I, I can hear you. You, you can hear me? Yeah. I think it, when you turn your video off, that helps. You can with, hear me fine? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. So uh, say what you were saying again. So we're gonna, I'm going to, I'll edit this part out, but say what you're saying about, you know, just if your heart, some of us went in with our heart and our mind because um, I, that part was getting a little uh, sketchy. And, um, and I think not having, I can hear you. I'm going to turn my video off as well. We can talk voice. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Cause now the, the, the video, the, the audio is so much better. So much better. Yeah. Okay. So what you were saying was, okay, so I'm going to, we're going to, I'll edit this part out. So just go back into saying what you were saying about some, and some of us, have did not you know chose with our our heart in our head like that part yeah so um you know initially i said that most of us who have come into medicine i would i would think came to medicine because our hearts brought us to it because we wanted to serve we wanted to um help heal people and have that fulfilling life of service and 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 doing that but you know if that statement doesn't resonate with you i mean i know a hundred percent that there are people out there who came to medicine because they were told that they had to become a doctor Mm -hmm. or you know that's that's what they were what they thought they were forced to do or become um for multiple different reasons just to you know I mean there I know that there are people out there who've had parents who have said you know that's what you have to be or else you're not you know worthy to me or whatever it is you know just to be with all good intent you know but you have to think about well maybe it was your head that brought you to medicine and now you're realizing maybe your heart's not in it Mm -hmm. medicine is a hard place to stay in if your heart and head aren't in it together and so and so you have sometimes especially during times like this you know you'll you'll soul search a little bit and be like wait a second am I living a life 
by my design or someone else's? Right. Or am I just living a life by default? Yeah. So that's super powerful, super powerful. Mm -hmm. And, and I love what you said, you know, it's like, if your head or your heart is in it, you know, if your if your head or your heart is not in it, if your head and your heart is not in it, they could be leading you somewhere else. And, and I think that's, again, what you talked about, you know, it, you know, praying or meditating is talking to God and meditating is listening. And that's, it's a, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a, um, a saying that I've often, you know, said as well to people in my life. It, it's, it, you have to listen to where, where's the universe is leading you, where your heart is leading you. Um, and, um, and it could be, that it still is in medicine. It's maybe it's just not with in the current capacity, right? So, yeah. you know, I, I think it's just important for us to listen, listen for when it's time to draw a line in the sand, listen for when it's time to, um, you know, continue to fight, listen to when it's time to sit down, listen to, what's best, you know, what's the, the best way to serve our patients. And, and, and you always have a choice. Always. You, nothing is being forced upon mm-hmm. you. You always have a choice. Yes. And so, and this is, uh, and that's like when we're meditating, we are choosing the mantra right? We come back to the mantra. I could sit there and keep going on with my to-do list if I want to and go down that rabbit hole. But no, I'm meditating. So I come, I choose the mantra. I come back to it. And so just like in life, you always have a choice. And I didn't, it took me a while to realize that. Like, I remember I mean, it was for the last 10 years of my work. I mean, it was common for me to work 12 14 days in a row without a day off and if I finally came to a head when I remember being post-call and I was coming into putting my car into the garage of my hospital and my medical assistant who's wonderful is calling me saying oh your your patient is ready and I sat and I was just like what and I was I was like all that I swore and I won't swear here but I was like like what and and I realized okay this is not who I am this is not what this is not how I want to come into a patient's room and I realized in that moment all I wanted to do was close the door lock myself in a room and not talk to anybody I had been working nonstop. Mm-hmm. For days and days at a time. And I realized that's enough. And I realized also, this is, this is my doing. Because everybody else who's around me, they don't know what I need. And I realized that I had allowed this to happen. Whereas I should, you know, and so from that moment forward, I went to my clinic manager. I said, look, when I am post-call, I don't want just a full office of patients again. I need a half day or I need a day where I can just sit and read studies or where I don't have to interact as much, but I can still be productive. I mean, really, I want a day off, but you know, my group wasn't ready for that at that time. And so, but in my next job, and my, you helped me with this for sure. In my next job, I would, before I entered, I 
made the decision in my negotiation by help of Dr. Bonnie Mason, shout out to her. And um, (laughs) shout out, big time shout out that because she asked me that question, what do you want? What is your life by design? And I was like, I think I deserve, and I think every physician deserves a day off after working seven days in a row. God forbid, seven days. Yeah. <laughs> what about five days? I don't know if I, I haven't, my next job is going to be that. <laughs> and so, and you know, that's what's something that I baked into that contract. And that was me moving toward that life by design where, okay, I'm going to work seven days in a row and then I'm going to have a day off and that's how it's going to be. And I think every single physician in this hospital should have that in, in an effort for physician, mind, body, wellness. I mean, for our own sake, so we can serve you better when we are here. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I want to talk a little bit about how you teach others meditation. You have a, you have a a meditation program, of course. Um, And I want to talk a little bit about that and what it provides and, you know, where it's available, because I think this, during this time, especially it's important for our docs to have resources for um, this, you know, just to, to come back to center and to have some guidance in this way. So talk to, talk to us, the audience about what it is that you have available to support them in the way of taking those moments yeah. and choosing meditation. Right. So I do have an eight week course that I am rolling out and which helps you get, learn about meditation and really get a little bit more deeper into um, the nuts and bolts of meditation and how it helps your life. And so it's eight sessions um, where we all come together and, you know, I do it on Zoom. So it can be any physician around the world, anywhere um, can join and sign up. And I also, um, uh, we, I also provide um, a personalized mantra that is based on the date, time, and place of your birth. And it's all calculated through Vedic astrology and Vedic math. And so it's really personalized to you. And, and we practice. And we also have um, pretty much like you, during the program, you can have unlimited access to me with questions. Um, through a uh, through the I, I love Marco Polo through the Marco Polo platform mm-hmm. and then a community where we're all together in Facebook where uh, we can support each other through the practice and really it's a meditation mastery program where it, we I teach you how to make this part of your life um, as a practice and teach mm-hmm. you how to do that and so you can have it forever forever. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, and so you can find information about it on drdisha.com, D-R-D-I-S-H-A.com. And um, what, you know, you can put your information in your email um, and a little hello, uh, and then I can um, reach out to you when we're rolling this program out, when awesome. it's ready. Awesome. It'll be ready this year. It'll yep. be ready soon. Very soon, very for sure. It'll be ready. <laughs> Absolutely. By the, ready actually, soon. by the time, uh, by the time the this podcast release, which probably you know we're 
we're recording the podcast, y'all. This is, you know, right in the thick of when, when everything's going on, right at the beginning of April, but end of March. I think today's the 31st, actually, of March. 31st, yeah. Yes, yes. So, uh, you know, by the time this recording comes out, this this meditation will be available. So make sure you go to drdisha.com, drdisha.com, and, um, <clears throat> and, and down, you know, sign up, sign up for the, if whether or not um, you make this round or the next round, right? Mm-hmm. Sign up, put your information in. This is a, an amazing skill to be able to have to take with you. This is, this is, um, that, that Disha, what you're doing is you're giving, them the fish, you know, it's like teaching, I mean, you're teaching them the fish, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you, you give a man a fish, you teach a man a fish and you're, you're teaching them the fish so that no matter what the circumstance, they can always be able to listen. They can always be able to um, hear that, that communication from it through and from their higher self, from the spirit, from the universe, from what, you know, whatever that is and be guided and have that sense of um, being at the source of their life, right? Right. And if nothing else, even if from a spirit um, standpoint, that doesn't really speak to you. I mean, when we meditate, we turn on our parasympathetic nervous system and turn on all of our healing mechanisms um, in our bodies, you know? And so, and that's, you know, that is a huge part of what lowers our blood pressure what you know normalizes our heart rates and helps our glucose control and our sugars and reduces our cortisol levels and and ultimately we know we have lots of data i mean it reduces it decreases mortality people Mm -hmm. who meditate live longer Mm -hmm. um and have healthier lives and so that is my wish for everybody on this planet that they can live their life by design and a healthy life so they can serve this go around in this lifetime in the way that they were supposed to. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, I so appreciate this conversation. I thank you for, you know, coming on this week and um, really bringing some perspective around meditation and all of its benefits and how we as physicians specifically um, can can be utilizing this for healing of ourselves at this time. And not only that, but what I love is that you took something that was um, a passion for you, something that you loved, something that um, you practice and you have turned it into a, um, you know, been able to turn it into a business. And that is, you know, the crux of this, this podcast. And, and, you know, what I love to do is help you know, docs to be able to create their businesses by design. So I want to commend you and acknowledge you for, for the work that you're doing from that standpoint and being at the source of your career. Cause I think that's a, what a lot of physicians are wanting to be at the source of their to career, to be at the source of their lives and in what you're doing and what you're providing, you are um, doing that. So I just want to acknowledge you for that. And thank you for being on here with me. I just appreciate you. Thank you for your guidance. Couldn't have done it without you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all. So um, 
you know, please go to drdisha.com and uh, sign up for her eight week program. And if, or just sign up to learn more about it, you know, she might be in the middle of a program. So <laughs> sign up to learn more about it, to be added to the, to the, to the wait list um, so that you can actually be able to utilize these tools. I love it. Physician Heal Thyself, um, Heal Our Hearts. I think coming out of this, um, coming out of this, this COVID situation, there's going to be a lot of post-traumatic stress. I know that that meditation is one of those things that will um, help to alleviate some of that, you know, bring some of that healing back. Um, I could tell you just even in my daily practice of yoga, it, 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 it brings that sense of centeredness and peace. And so with meditation, you know, it's, it's the same thing and even better. So synergistic. Very much so. Very much so. Well, thanks for being on and, and um, y'all thanks for listening. As always, I, so appreciate the listenership and I can't um, possibly spread the word and highlight all these amazing physicians and medical professionals without uh, your listenership. So, you know, keep staying safe out there. And we, um, at the time of this recording, it's National Physicians Week. So even though um, when you listen, it'll be outside of that, I want you to know that Um, We appreciate you for all that you do. I appreciate you for all that you do. And you are seen and known and and loved. And thank you. And so thank you for your listenership. We'll see you on the next episode. Uh, Namaste. Thanks for spending time with us on this episode of Next Level Physicians Thriving Outside the Box. We hope you enjoyed this one as much as the rest. Remember to go ahead and hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time a new episode is released. It is you as our listener who help our podcast to grow. So if you like this podcast, if you enjoy what you're hearing, if you are inspired, we'd really appreciate it if you write a quick review and share it with five of your friends. We want to continue to expand our reach and bring this transformation to all of those doctors and medical professionals out there who are still seeking more autonomy, more freedom, more expression, and purpose in their careers and lives. Finally, if you want to learn more about how I can help you as a doctor or medical professional transform your mindset, leverage your skill set, and create a profitable business and career you love by your design, please check out my website, www.drmaisha.com. That's D-R-M-A-I-Y-S-H-A.com. On my website, you can access one of my three free masterclasses to get you started on your journey to the next level. Have a wonderful rest of the day and an amazing rest of the week, y'all. And keep your head up looking to the next level. Namaste.